Let's get into Geeks Trailer Trash. Yes, thank you, Benjamin. Get into Geek. This is Trailer Trash, week number four. Uh, as we were last episode, we are still catching up on a few of the big ones. We want to hit the big ones before the movies come out, understandably. My name is Mitch. Joining me once again, Emma. I haven't got a secret name. It felt like I was building up yeah, Emma, like, the, what? Emma the Amazing, <laughs> Emma the Spectacular. I don't know. What would you like to roll with? Is there anything? Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just Emma. Just yeah, Emma? I'm just plain old boring Emma. How boring is that going to be next week, though, if I go? It's Mitch, and I've got... Oh, it's just Emma. It's just Emma. It's just Emma. <laughs> well, talking about Spectacular Amazing, we are going to be covering The Amazing, The Spectacular Spider-Man. Not named by movie, but just the character. That's going to lead us off. And then I want to go to another uh, another sequel, another, like, what, sixth, seventh movie in this particular character's franchise, Terminator Dark Fates. And then uh, to wrap it up, one that you've been telling me about, this yes. particular property for some time we've finally got a trailer for it and i don't think we have covered a game yet no, i want to say on trailer trash no. and that's why you being the gamer of the group yeah. really i'm gonna throw this one over to you death stranding yeah you're looking forward to this I am. so we're gonna save that up till last let's get into uh the first of these two big blockbusters to hit us very very soon spider-man far from home What I really liked about this one was that because it's a Marvel-esque property, it's still obviously a Sony property, it's their character, but you know that wonderful, and I hope that it continues, but it might not, uh, partnership between Sony and uh, Marvel Studios that we get to use Spidey, but it's a Sony character, yada, 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 yeah. is that they waited to release this and I think the day after the Russo brothers who directed Avengers Endgame said, well, look, the, the, the spoiler thing is going to end, mainly because they knew Spider-Man was going to release yeah. the trailer. Yeah. But they said the, the spoiler ban ends, you know, two or three weekends after Endgame comes out. And then we're going to start talking spoilers. Come the Monday after that third weekend, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer drops. And you actually get Tom Holland in a Sony trailer <laughs> telling you if you haven't seen a Disney film, don't watch this trailer because yeah. it's going to ruin shit. I'm like, this is amazing that you're caring so much. And it's good if you don't. You get like eight seconds to turn it off because it's like, bang, Iron Man's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't hold back on that one. <laughs> so, bang, spoiler, this is, yes, a Sony property, but it's very much what Kevin Feige's been saying almost since the first Spider-Man movie came out. It was going to be a direct follow-up yeah. to... Avengers Endgame, and he he said years ago this will take place like essentially minutes after, or it will pick up, you know, in the minutes after uh, after Endgame. You know, pretty much now that we've seen Endgame, we pick up where we left off. They're in school, yeah. and he has to get used to normal life, life all over again. Now, yeah, uh, I I think it's going to be really interesting, and I go back to something that you said when we first saw, like when Avengers first came out, and we first kind of spoke about that, and that like. The, the plot of Avengers wasn't, oh, we go back in time and everything's reversed and nobody remembers and everything's all good. It's mm. like this carries on after the events of all of that tr really tragic stuff that's happened. Yeah. And it's like, how are going to people re be reacting to that kind of thing? Like, I assume people having lost loved ones for three years yeah. <laughs> would have made choices in their lives, yeah. you know, maybe got married, maybe, you know. Yeah. Did did things and now all of their their family have returned and it's like well how is the world gonna figure itself out now so I think I think hopefully this film deals with that mm. 
I'm wondering how much they will because it is a Sony film and it's like we'll reference your stuff because we like the fact that we can still use Iron Man in yeah. the marketing. We're going to have Nick Fury in there. We're going to have Maria Hill in there. It's There's a lot of Marvel stuff going on in our Sony Spider-Man film, but uh, all that you know, icky details, we might leave that up to you guys because <laughs> there is so much material now. You could make a shite ton of MCU content now that has nothing to do with superheroes. Oh, yeah. Like, you could make a This Is Us type show that makes you cry every episode, an anthology <laughs> series where you follow a different family, a different group, a different workplace, a different school group of, or yep. something where p- these people have to deal with the fact that some of them have been dead for five years. Mm. Like you said, yeah, you, you might have had like the likes of Hawkeye who lost his wife and his children, and if he didn't go on to become this like ruthless assassin <laughs> because he had a superhero and spy background, <laughs> he could have... ordinary dude. <laughs> ordinary dude, kept driving his truck, and after four and a half years decided yep. to marry this woman that he's had a thing with for a couple of months because they've got to push on yep. and then all of a sudden his wife shows up and says I've been gone for literally a second yep. uh, your kids are still li- what the <laughs> f- what have you done <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking like the fact that that's the itchiest sort of detail about mm. this movie is that you just got to accept I mean based on the end end game is that obviously um, Peter Parker came back but that his best friend Ned well yeah he also died because yeah. he's the same age and well, I guess Mary Jane, she also died too. And then Angry Rice, the, the the blonde Australian actress that's in there as a character, I don't know, Flash. Uh, were, yeah. Okay, everyone that he everyone. ever knew in in homecoming, the entire homecoming cast died, <laughs> died. and has come back to life, yeah. and we're just gonna push on. Yeah. So yeah, because but I mean, by rights of fifty percent, then like there should be some of his classmates that are now years older than yeah. him having to go back to school. And part of me, like having rewatched Homecoming recently, because he had such a thing for that Liz character. You yeah. know, she was the one that he was infatuated with for the whole film. Only at the end, she moved away, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, MJ, yeah, maybe we can become friends again." And then obviously, it's Spider Man, it's Peter Parker. Yeah. They're destined. He and uh, and Mary Jane, or MJ as they call her, because her name in this is Michelle. The weirdest, like. <laughs> hidden and twist and reveal the MCU. It's <laughs> not even the MCU. Sony, what are you doing? Yeah, it's Sony. Like, yeah, back, getting back to what I was saying, that Liz that Liz character, uh, maybe she, maybe, um, I don't know whether he was ever going to keep in contact with her, but maybe she didn't die. And now <laughs> she's in her mid-20s. She went off and she completed college and she's yeah. married or something. And that's why he has to move on and find someone his own age or something. I don't know. I... I'd be very surprised if they touch on it a lot, although I wish that they would, but I'm going to forgive them a little bit if they don't because it's Sony and it's not Marvel. Yeah. Because I'm wondering how much Marvel are going to deal with it anyway. Like, they can't just reference what happened in Endgame forever because then you're hanging on to the biggest movie possibly that they're ever going to make and yeah. it's like you've got to let go eventually. But What's the next one in the MCU? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, I mean, they are making a Black Widow movie. Yeah. You're definitely going to get a Black Panther 2. You're Guardians? getting a Doctor... Sorry? Guardians, uh, Guardians 3. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you're going to get a Doctor Strange 2. Yep. They're making the Eternals as well, but we don't know. I think they're only releasing two next year, which is back from their three that they've been doing since like 2017. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Feige made a big point heading into Endgame uh, is, or even post-Infinity War that we don't want to tell you what the slate is because they don't want to go into Endgame going and we're going to make Thor 4, sure, yeah. Iron Man 4 and <laughs> all, all this. All these characters survive. Yeah, because the fact that they we knew because it was a Sony product that even a Spider-Man 2 was coming and yeah. Spider-Man was dead, we've got a mutual friend. Get into Geeker, Ben... Clayton, who famously, as we've covered many times and Get Into Geek, hates spoilers. Everything's yeah. a spoiler. I can't talk to him about Endgame. He hasn't seen it. I struggle to even say the fact, oh, I'm, I can't wait to go see Spider-Man on Friday night <laughs> because 
he hasn't seen Endgame and doesn't know that he comes back to life. I feel like you're an idiot if you think that Marvel was actually going to kill off arguably their number one character of all time. Yeah. But still. Also um, the freshest to the whole franchise. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and the future of the franchise. Like Tom Holland's so great. He's actually a teenager, or at least he was when he started. He yeah. said he wants to make these movies for 20 years. Whether or not that's the case, I hope that he does. It'll be a wonderful character arc in decades. And <laughs> hope he doesn't get typecast at the same time. He's Peter Parker and I want him to stay Peter oh, yeah. Parker. So... Yeah, I mean, here we are. We've been talking for 10 minutes, but it's just about this is an Endgame sequel, but I think it is such an important part because they've said before Endgame, and I I didn't necessarily want to believe it, I still don't, kind of, the fact that they've said it is the true end to Phase 3. I'm like, how do you make not only a a Spider-Man sequel the end of Phase 3 rather than Endgame, but why make the end of a phase that included Endgame only one film ago belong to another studio that's only playing with your toys that doesn't actually own them so I have heard from the early uh, reports because yeah we are recording this after uh, a a early screening an early screening has uh, happened in the states that this includes some like universe changing developments in the story, oh, right. especially in the second half. Yep. And we'll cover some of what that might mean as we go and talk about the trailer. But also the post credit stuff is arguably the most important post credit scenes in the MCU franchise. Oh, shit. Which again is big because it's a yep. Sony movie. Like they're not going to tease to Black Widow too. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But I guess the big thing to take uh, out about this is that we do, and to skip ahead a little bit into the trailer, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio. Yes. Mysterio says, I'm from another world. There's a multiverse. Mm-hmm. And this just opens up a whole future. Whether or not he's telling the truth, and it's another thing to be discussed, but this could cover how you bring in Fantastic Four or X-Men or all these other properties that Marvel are welcoming in or just the fact that or maybe Venom another Sony property um, that kind of exists in the same world as Tom Holland but doesn't exist in the MCU even though that's where Tom it's very confusing Um, but yeah there's a a multiverse and Sony have covered that very well in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie from uh, earlier in the year. Uh, so whether, now that they're seemingly doing it in the um, in the feature film world, it's exciting, but do we get too excited because is Mysterio full of shit? Well, he's, you, know, you already know he's a bad guy. Mm. So, some, I mean, he's got something up his sleeve, right? Yeah. And I guess because it's Jake Gyllenhaal, you look at him, you're like, he's a nice guy. Yeah. We love him. He's, he's pretty. <laughs> you're like, he's like seemingly a guy that all the all the women love, but all the all the guys go, God, I want to be mate to them. It's just, he's just a cool guy, right? <laughs> yeah. He's cool. You put him in a shiny suit and you're like, he's from another world. Oh, that's why he wears a stupid fishbowl on his head and he's a weird character and calls himself Mysterio. But comic book fans and fans of the cartoons or whatever, any, any type of Spider-Man, video games even, will know yeah. that Mysterio is a villain. Now, mm-hmm. if he is a multiverse uh, version of that character, maybe he is a bit of an anti-hero or hero, um, or he's just a villain from, from the get-go. Everything we see in this trailer might be a complete lie because, for those that don't know, mm-hmm. Mysterio, he specialized, I think, at least one version of him, he's a special effects guru, and so everything that he is Mysterio because he... Basically, whatever you see is not what you get. Yeah. It's, it's it's all a mirage. It's magic. all a facade. It's all magic, seemingly. So when we see him in this in this trailer flying around and shooting like energy Doctor Strange type shit yeah. out of his hands, I don't believe that any of that's going on. I don't even know if I believe that Hydra Man and Sandman and Molten Man and all these actually, elementals yeah. are actually real, mm. or, or are they? And he's pretending to be a hero. He's sort of seen his spot. I don't know. I'm talking a lot, but not saying anything. <laughs> Do you believe him? Look, I don't know. I don't know. See, this comes back down to like the magic of trailers where you can just play with time mm. and 
and yeah you can't I guess you can't really yeah you can't really say whether or not he's making it up or mm. if it's legit until you, you see the movie you just gotta see the movie you just gotta yeah grin and bear <laughs> it I, 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 I kind of only because I, I loved so much uh, from comic books that I had read and even the cartoons and stuff that I used to watch is that Mysterio did get a little bit obsessed with trying to find out who Spider-Man was. So yeah. the fact that in this trailer, the first time you see them meeting, which again might be trailers playing around with time, they've both got their masks off. Yeah. He refers to him as Peter. This is Quentin Beck. Like They know each other's identities. And in the MCU, identity isn't a big thing. Everyone knows who Iron Man is because yeah. he's a show pony. Apparently, everyone knows who Captain America is, but it's not like he's out there parading it, but everyone kind of knows. Mm. I like the idea, though, that Spider-Man is going to stay that one hero that does keep his mask on, that no one knows who he is, and yeah. that there's that little bit of alter ego in there that we don't get to play with very much anymore in the MCU. There's nothing in the trailer to suggest that he is lying so far. Mm. And, like, I mean, considering the events of Endgame and everything, knowing that there are, you know, other worlds, other dimensions and all of that. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it was legit. Mm. But, you know, keep an open mind. Yeah. Like, I, I hope the multiverse part of it is true, but I hope that he's pretending to be a hero and that he's yeah. actually a oh, villain. Yeah, yeah. Or does he get made a villain? Does he does he feel betrayed at some point? And does he become a villain Go throughout dark. this? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, but then I don't want like Mysterio to be a villain from another dimension that just kind of hangs around on Earth just because of Spider-Man. But also, at the same time, <laughs> don't want him to go back being this hero and then there's a MCU Quentin Beck that is out there that all of a sudden goes, oh, I, I could do that. That's and me. then he, he's, he's the actual villain one. I, yeah. I don't know. As far as like the suit sort of stuff goes, I, I liked him having the Iron Spider suit in Avengers Infinity War yep. and Endgame because he certainly needed it when he's fighting you know galactic threats. Sure. But I also don't really want him to keep it because I like the idea that he just gets around in spandex and all that. Like It took me a long time and I'm still sort of trying to be okay with the fact that his you know, latex suit in Spider-Man Homecoming was Stark Tech where it was robotic. He had an yeah. AI in there and it yep. basically did everything for him. Like... I like Spider-Man being a you know boots on the ground. He's a scientist. He makes everything himself, yeah. and he doesn't need all that assistance. He doesn't need Tony Stark in his in his ear all the time. So I like that in this trailer you see him in the red and blue suit, and then obviously when he goes overseas, and depending on which trailer you have watched, he doesn't take that suit with him, hmm. and then, he and gets a stealth suit from yeah. seemingly Shield with the, the with the black, which is another sure he shows up. yeah. So I like the idea that we're changing it up, and maybe he doesn't just rely on this Stark Iron Spider suit for the rest of. Spider-Man, because I'm like, no, I don't want him to be Iron Man light. I want him to be Spider-Man. Well, doesn't Fury say that he has to be the next... Sort of step up, step yeah. Step up, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just hoping that's like a a figure type thing, you know, like you're the science guy kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I wa again, it's it's weird because it is a Sony property and a Sony character. Yeah. I, but I would love to see, in, in some respects, Spider-Man lead the Avengers in another Avengers or two Avengers movies time, because... You're probably losing the big three for good. Thor might hang around, but then you've got Black Panther, you've got Captain Marvel, but you know Black Panther's got his own country to worry about. Captain Marvel's off saving the galaxy <laughs> somewhere. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So what does what does Spider Man do? He's always in New York, and he can step up and you know lead the charge. And yeah. depending on how many other people know his identity and know the fact that he's a teenager, and they probably don't have to listen to him. What do you think of Mysterio's suit? I like it. Um... I think especially once you see him with the fishbowl head, like that's a really hard 
costume to nail down Poor. in a film. Yeah. <laughs> and it's another one of these adaptations in a modern day, you know, this stage of an MCU film, for instance, 22, 23 films in, where you think, if they tried to do this 15 years ago, he does not look like that because the world is not ready for a character that looks like that, yeah. you know? Now it's like Mysterio, this guy that looks, you know, that wears a glass dome <laughs> on his head. Sure. You know, pop that in. Yeah. All right. Do we uh, do we move over to uh, post-judgment day? Dark Fate, Let's Terminator. Before I spew out any kind of love or hate, where do you sit with the Terminator franchise? Um, I love the originals. I haven't seen really any of the new ones except for... Oh, is it the one with Christian Bale? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. T4. So when you say new ones, do you mean anything post-Judgment Day, T2? Yeah. yeah, right. So you haven't seen 3 and haven't seen Terminator Genesis? Not. Is that the one with Daenerys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I was talking to you about watching this trailer and talking about it in today's podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And here I was just dropping stuff about Genesis and you didn't say anything. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she didn't like it either because you haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, right. Um, well, I guess it's probably not that bad if you haven't seen three or five because the big thing about this movie, which people might not realize until they watch the movie, I don't know whether they're ever going to focus on it too much in the trailers, is that this is Terminator 6, but it's essentially Terminator 3. I was going to say, where does it sit in the yeah. timeline? Yeah. I, I don't know whether it's real time or, you know, 20 years or th- sure. whatever. But it it's, for all intents and purposes, for the sake of the argument, it is taking place in real time after Terminator 2. And it is a direct sequel to Judgment Day. Yeah, right. So, I don't like that idea. Remember when they first brought it up a few years ago with Alien? Uh, you had Neil Blomkamp that made, at the time he was making Elysium. Yeah. And uh, no, no, he was making Chappie. And in Chappie was Sigourney Weaver. Um, Neil Blomkamp, the director of uh, most famously District 9, he, massive Alien fan, he's mm. talking to Sigourney Weaver on set of Chappie saying how much he'd love to do one. He's obviously talking a lot to Fox about making it. He had all the love in the world from Fox they were developing. He had concept art he was releasing online. He said, this is essentially Alien... Well, it this is Alien 5, but it's essentially going to be Alien 3. We're making a sequel to Aliens, and we're going to pick up with Sigourney Weaver and... Uh, what's the, I forget her name now. I haven't seen Aliens in so long, and mm. fans of the series are going to hate me. <laughs> the young girl, Michael Bean, hardly enough, um, Kyle Reese from Terminator 1. We're going to pick up from them post-Aliens, rather than where Alien 3 picked up, and it was like 100 years later or whatever. The, the young girl, Michael Bean, is dead, and we pick up Sigourney Weaver, and we make Alien 3, and then Alien 4, and people go, wow, the franchise went to shit. Yeah. But at the same time, like you can't just make another movie and go, oh, those other ones don't matter. Because unless you're reading about it and really keeping up to date, I think people are just going to watch it and go, that was cool. didn't really make sense because it didn't follow on for the last yeah. ones. But I didn't like the idea. That movie never eventuated because Chappie came out and was a bomb and people hated it and Fox went, <laughs> no, we're going to keep making Prometheus sequels. Thank you very much. Then they wanted to do that with Halloween, which they did do with Halloween. And they scrapped every sequel and remake and re-timeline and all kinds of shit. And they even Halloween 2, which I really like. Uh, not as much as Halloween 1, but they said, we're just making a sequel to the original 1978 Halloween with uh, David Gordon Green directing last year. Danny McBride writing. Like, it was such a weird mix. Jamie Lee Curtis coming back 40 years later. And I fucking love that movie so hard. Like, I love Halloween. That's my horror franchise. And all yep. of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? This whole, like, cancelling other films out, this can work if you do it. Because I fucking loved Halloween. I've still only seen it the once. It's sitting there at home ready to rewatch. 
God damn it, I love that movie. So it's changed my view on this. We can just scratch things out and shove another movie in the timeline and go, you don't need to worry about the rest. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to this for that reason and the fact that while James Cameron did come out when Terminator Genesis was on its promotion train going, if you love the franchise, you'll love this movie. And then people who did love the franchise did not love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And James Cameron took home a big bag of money for endorsing the film. But at the same time, it's some really weird thing because obviously that was a very early film of his. He sold the rights, I believe that's the story, to Gail Ann Hurd or whatever the producer's name was. The rights, you, you know the story of Terminator? No, I don't know this. Now, I say this as if I know what's going on. But I'm, it, <laughs> I'm some of this is pretty right, okay? The journey's a bit funny, but the destination's right. Uh-huh. He sold the rights to the franchise because he he had he says he had this dream of a, of a skeleton in fire. And that's obviously yeah. the end of the film where you see the, the exoskeleton um, post-explosion. And he, he woke up and he started writing this movie. Blah, blah, blah. In the end, he sells um, the rights to the Terminator franchise to the producer for a dollar. In exchange uh, for the um, guarantee that he would direct it, right. which he did, you know, for a couple million bucks, it makes a lot, comes back seven years later or whatever it is, makes T2, arguably one of the greatest sequels of all time, one of the greatest action sci-fi movies yeah. of all time, still stands up now this long after. It's awesome. Something along the lines of one, you know, they've changed different production lines and, and, and companies' hands and rights, blah, 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 along the way. But the idea was no matter what happened, come 2000 and... Maybe it was 17, but definitely 18. He would get the rights back no matter what. So Terminator Genesis back in 2015 could have made $2 billion. Maybe that's a very loose term, but he was going to get the rights back to his franchise and then he could have done what he wanted. Now, he's in the middle of making four Avatar sequels, but I was like, please make a good Terminator. You made the two best, the two only ones in many eyes, certainly in your eyes. (laughs) Um, So please make another one. Now, he's got the director of Deadpool, uh, Tim Miller, to come along. He had a big hand in the story for it, James Cameron. So the fact that he's endorsing it once again, I'm like, we've been here four years ago, but I've got hope. And like Halloween, they've got the original star back. They've got Linda Hamilton back. As we see in this trailer, we've got Arnie back. It's got a touch of, I think, each of the other sequels in the trailer. Uh, God knows whether we're going to get that in the film. I wasn't completely blown away by it as much as I wanted to because I want this franchise to rise to even half the heights of what it did for the of the first two films. But on a rewatch, when you get a bit more context about what the story is, even without the great music, and I do love that score, <laughs> I did like this trailer, but it might just be a lot of optimism and hope. Yeah. I, like, so I'm not anywhere near as big of a fan as you are, obviously. <laughs> I didn't having... breathe for the last six minutes. So, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, understand I like, that. Oh, okay. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I can't, yeah, so I kind of watched it with just uh, open eyes and, and uh, I wasn't that blown away. Yeah. And I don't know if I was meant to be. We kind of spoke about it um, earlier about some of the effects look very video game-like. And I don't know if that's just because it's still many months in the making before the film actually comes out and they're still doing touch-ups and all of that business. But yeah, for a film that is such a big budget, that is, like, the franchise itself is so huge, you would hope that they they keep it to that standard, I guess. Mm. And some of it looks like it's going, you know, down a few steps, like the... I, I always looked back on the Terminator franchise as Judgment Day just being the best because it is it is so awesome. Yep. But then I go back and I watch that first one again and I'm like, this is such a f***ing cool movie, man. Like, this is a horror film. Yeah. 
And I know that you know whether or not you believe him. That's what James Cameron said. He had that had a nightmare about this skeleton in the fire, and that's kind of what the movie was. And a lot of it because he had no budget to work with, you know. And that's what they always say, you know, um, limitations breed creativity. So he had next to no money to make this. A lot of money, I guess, for the time, especially for a guy making his first or second film or whatever. But you had to work with the effects of the time. And you look at that movie now and it's so dark and dirty and grainy and it just suits the story of this bleak future, this poor woman who all of a sudden finds out she is going to get murdered for something she hasn't done yet because of what her unborn child that she's not even in the process of having. She hasn't met a guy to have a child with. Like, it's just the the future is thrown on this poor, innocent waitress. Yeah. Yeah, which is such a great, you know, come T2, you know, when it's set, what, 10 years later or whatever, and you see the the character arc and the the development of Sarah Connor. It's just, it's such a depressing movie, the first one, but I think it it could be my favourite between the two. And the movies these days in this series are never going to get back down to that budget level. You know, they're never going to go, hey, you're going to make a Terminator film. Here's $15 million. Yeah. Go and have fun. You know, they're going to give them 150 like they have this time or whatever it's going to cost. But uh, even T2, which was so much bigger and, and, and so many more special effects. I mean, the fact that one character was liquid. Yeah. Um, and they, it's still, I still watch that now and I'm like, this still looks good man this was this was 91 like how do you even do that i want them to get back to that level because that still felt very grounded compared to you know certainly five where there's just it's like cgi for cgi's yeah, sake it's that's, like that's don't what, do that. that's all it is is that it comes down to the fact that back in the day they had to base everything in practical effects mm. like you go back and you look at all of the all of like the the prosthetics and everything that was that was built by stan winston who was one of the biggest names in, yeah in Hollywood and it's not even just Terminator like movies everywhere have been doing this where they just rely so heavily on oh we'll just we'll just fix it in post or you know we'll just do it in the computer and it's like no do it on set in the camera it looks a hundred times better a hundred times more believable yeah and and I don't understand why they're not doing it anymore I don't I don't don't even see how it could be easier on a on a budgetary level like how is it more cost effective to do it in the computer like just to go back to the marvel chat before you know you watch the behind the scenes of iron man and iron man's still one of the best mcu films again yeah. because it was just so low level and a lot of it as much as they could i guess it was practical but in a lot of those scenes where robert denny jr has his face on screen rather than mm. underneath the mask you look at the behind the scenes stuff and and you know magazine shots and stuff he's wearing like a big upper chest piece yeah. he's walked so he can actually carry it properly whereas come later films and not too much later like they got into it very quickly where he would just be wearing a suit with dots on it it's yeah. like oh, we'll fix it later yeah. and like i love the nanotech suit idea in infinity war but you can tell that's just a video game character mingling amongst Doctor Strange yeah. and Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. It's like, it, it just looks so flat compared to the rest of it. And that certainly got better in Endgame, but I think that must have come back around a little bit because a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff I saw, he was wearing certain pieces. He said he wasn't wearing the whole suit, but he yeah. might have been wearing like a little bit of upper chest and a shoulder or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like they've found a happy medium. And yeah, I would love something like the Terminator to to do that because if you play it well... Like, the first third of this trailer is a car chase. Yeah. And that can feel epic. Yeah. If you ground the film. You don't need what they shove in at the end of this trailer where it's obviously a plane has exploded <laughs> and a Jeep 
on like some you know on, on a piece of the plane with a parachute ha- is falling through the sky while they're trying to avoid the fuselage as it's one of burning. the characters is actually like holding yeah. onto the back of that too and that's the thing like the first time i watched this trailer Especially at the start, in the, in the car chase, you see Mackenzie Davis. Um, I don't know what her character's name is, whether or not we're supposed to, but um, seemingly the the new Sarah Connor, you know, the hero. She gets out of the truck that she's driving, avoiding the Terminator coming up behind her in the even bigger truck, and she gets out the door and she does a flip into the tray. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> why? What you can't do so that. So unnecessary. But then later on, you find out no, she might be kind of a Terminator. And so then I rewatched the trailer, and I'm like, oh no, that that's that's that seems more okay because mm. they're not bothered by. I mean, they've got a little bit more ability and agility, maybe more than a human does, and that sort of thing. That I could believe that more from in that context than what I do if she was human. Yep. So at the end, only rewatching this trailer before we come in to record the podcast, did I see that was actually Mackenzie Davis's character holding on yeah. to that <laughs> Jeep as it fell through the sky. And I'm like, that's fine for me because she's a robot. That's easy. Even though in the trailer she says she's human. I don't understand what the freaking hell's going on. But... Combine the two. Yeah. And I guess that's where you having seen number four there was that element about it with mm. Sam Worthington's character. You know, yeah. it opened up with him and he was a human and then Judgment Day happens and then he wakes up, you know, years later and he gets around and he slowly finds out, oh, no, I've been made into a robot and I never knew. Yeah. And I'm like this mole by Skynet but he ends up sort of fighting back. And there's elements to that but in a different way in Terminator Genesis, which I'm not going to say go watch it because it's a masterpiece of the franchise, but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to promote you to go back and rewatch all of them, yeah, some might, of them for actually. the first time, just because this this movie, while it's trying to avoid being T3, 4, and 5 because people want to get back to Terminator 1 and 2, there are definitely story elements and, and technology progressions, hinted at least in this trailer, that directly come from 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, sure. So don't hold it against me when you come out and go, Genesis was shit. I'm not telling you it's good. That's not why I'm saying to watch it. But... Um, I blame you. <laughs> the other thing, and I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up quick because I did scream so much for before. Um, the only thing we could talk about, but we literally get one shot of him, so who knows what he is. Um, yep. Again, I'd have to go into details of T5 to talk about what that could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that have seen T5, you might know, and maybe for the next trailer, if you have seen T5, we can delve into it a little bit more. Um, but the fact, John, John Connor, like there is no John Connor in this trailer. Yeah. For the longest time as a kid, when I grew up, I'm like, John Connor's the hero of the franchise. And like, then I realized, no, he isn't. He's the hero of the future. The franchise is Sarah Connor. Yeah. The first film was hers. The second film she shares with John Connor. But I like that sort of, you know, element, uh, mother and son, but just the partners. You know, she's the mentor and she's teaching him. You know, he. But they talk about him so much in this entire franchise that he is the hero of the future. We need him alive. That I sort of just got sidetracked thinking he is more important than Sarah Connor in yeah, some that's respects. Yeah, a good point, actually. Yeah, I don't... And, and, he, and then obviously T3, it's very much about him, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's set years after T2. He's not in this. Is he dead? Is there even a place for John Connor anymore? Do you just have Arnie sort of filling that role? Do you need John Connor anymore? And if we... Do, I don't know whether I'm ready to have him die. I'm okay for him not to be in the film. I kind of want to know where he is. Yeah. Um, but where... Where is he? Because if it's a direct sequel from 2, where they seemingly change Judgment Day and they stop the future from happening, why is he not... I mean, did he just get killed in a car accident? You know, like he didn't go... (laughs) Disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very anticlimactic for the hero of the future. 
Uh, I don't, like, so there's no mention of him in the trailers. So I don't know if you can say that there will be no mention of him in the movies. If there is no mention of him in the movie, like if he doesn't appear, I don't think that would have killed him off. I mm. think that's a death you have to see on screen. Yeah, you can't for just sure. be like, oh, he, you know, kicked it a while back yeah. or something. You know? Let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, if hell, if Lynn Hamilton's coming back, bring back Edward Furlong. Like, I think he probably needs the work and the, <laughs> from what we've seen in that guy's life post, uh, you know, well, not just T2, but after that, he's run into a few hard times. Like, yeah. you know, bring some bring some structure back into the guy's life and give him his biggest role ever and go, hey, mate, you can be the biggest thing in the in the world again. It's like giving Hayden Christensen, it's like, hey, you can be Anakin Skywalker again. No worries. We know you copped a lot, but, you know, we've got you. Fans have got you again. Do they? <laughs> Well, maybe more than they used to. Maybe not always forgiven, unfortunately. All right. Uh, this is your time to shine. You're the gamer. This is yep. one you've been telling about. You've been telling about the guy that's behind it. Let's talk some yep. Death Stranding. Yeah, so uh, this is the new one from Kojima, who I don't know if you've ever played any of the Metal Gear Solid games, but he no. masterminded all of those. Play them then. Wait, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Which one? No, I'm thinking of Gears of War. Never mind. See, this is how. Also great games. Also great games. Right. So no, <laughs> I no no Metal Gear Solid for me. Okay. Uh, well, he's like he's just known for these kind of really cinematic, amazing games, um, and this one is exactly that. It's just, I mean, you saw you saw the trailer. The, yeah. <laughs> the footage Unreal. in that is it plays like a movie where you actually get to make decisions. So um, it's going to be really interesting. Um, to see how it develops. This is only like the... I think this is the only really full-length trailer that we've gotten. I think prior to this has only been maybe three or four teasers. Yeah. And just from those teasers, nobody knows what anything is about. Nobody knows what's (laughs) happening. Like the internet is literally like, what is this game? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think that's why I'm so intrigued by it. It's just because you just have no idea. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because obviously you've been following it and you're yeah. aware of this guy and, and have been aware of this game for so much more than I have. But I watched it and I'm like, this looks cool. This looks interesting. I want to play it. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> yeah. It just looks, it's just got such a haunting feel to it. Like, I yeah. get the feeling from the, how much you talk this guy up, the guy behind, what's his name? Sorry. Kojima. Kojima is that he's a real world builder. Yes. So basically, when he left, um, the studio that he was working with when he was making Death Stranding it was a very like left on kind of bad terms. Yeah. Um, so when he started making his own game, he just it's like he just cut loose. <laughs> it's like this is everything I've ever wanted to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there's no rules for him anymore, so he can literally just do whatever he wants. Yeah. So um, is it is it this isn't is this the first one that he's done since he separate? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and how long since he's made a game then before this? I mean, this game has been in the making for like three years now, I yeah, think. Wow. Four years. Four years, I think. The first, I think it was 2015 that kind of was teased. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's such like, it, it's a daunting investment of time whenever you oh, hear yeah. about games. And <laughs> just the detail that goes into it. Like, you, I know some movies take three or four years to make. Like, if they're really, like, 3D animated type movies and all that sort of thing. But... And so when are we, we're looking at like November, I think, November 8th, yep. this one comes out. So there's still a little bit of 
time and like like we were talking about with Terminator before with the unfinished effects you go oh they've got until, which is coming out uh, we should have mentioned before October 31st so a week before Death Stranding comes out but from the time of recording this you know, we're looking at you know four months yeah. until that movie in this game comes out and if it's a movie like they don't finish making that until if they want until like a week before it comes out you know a couple of days because they it's digital world now you don't have to print <laughs> film copies yeah. you can just you know on a thousand different hard drives and send it via the cloud and they download it in different countries whatever you can be making that until very close to release date it's not like they can do that with a game like no wh- i wonder what they do between you know releasing this trailer they go this is this is our great eight minutes to release, you know. Like and it said, he edited the trailer. At the end, it had credits for the trailer. Yeah. He edited that, so that's the way that he wanted to, at least with what was available, sell his game and his world. This is a game. It's it's daunting to me to want to to think about playing because it seems like it would be such an investment that oh, yeah. you would need to play it as if you were watching a movie. Like it's not like something you can pick up and do a level if there is such a thing in this type of game and then go, oh, I didn't have time for the next six months and just pick it up and keep going. Like, yeah, I feel like you would need to, once you play, just keep playing until you finish the story. Pretty much. It seems very immersive. Like, you really have to be invested in what's what's going on. And like you were saying, like, levels, I'm not even sure if that's a thing. A thing, yeah. As far as I've read, um, I don't, like, we kind of spoke about it. I don't think there is the traditional like you die and respawn in mm. the game. I think you you die and you go into this like underworld kind of thing and you play through that before you can kind of come back to life again. Yeah. So I don't even know if checkpoints are gonna yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I I got that feeling though from the from the trailer. Like I, I said to you, I think that's why you brought up that comment about the respawning because I was watching it going there's that moment in the trailer where he is running away from these ghost-like, demonic, sort of invisible yeah. figures or whatever, and then he just sort of gets dragged, and you, all of a sudden it's like a POV, and you're going through the forest. And I was like, "This is frightening! Like, yeah. is this him dying? And what happens? And I wonder what the next level will be, because obviously the ultimate like spit in the face of a gamer is if you buy a game and then you die in the game, the disc burns, and it's like, <laughs> thank you, this is the most realistic game you've ever played, and you're dead, so you don't get to play this game ever again." Yeah. This is kind of a nice midway ground, I guess. If yeah, in this world, it would fit. If you die, you just get taken somewhere else until you earn the right to come back, maybe yeah. or something. Well, yeah. considering that, like, as far as we can tell, the apocalypse that's happened is actually like a demonic apocalypse. Like mm. demons have crawled out of the earth and, and destroyed the world as we know it. So yeah, it, it like you said, it does make sense to to if you die that you have to fight your way back to to life. And you talk about those demons, and they, they get a human face in this because this has got a great cast to it. Oh, so good. Like, Norman Reedus is obviously the, seemingly the lead. Um, Mads Mikkelsen. Yep. Like, no one plays a frightening bad guy just by looking at you yeah. the way that Mads Mikkelsen does. And he, there, just that moment in the trailer where he's in all that, like, you know, military gear and he rises up out of the water and he has a smoke and then all these, like, demonic figures come up behind him chucks the the, the, the like still lit cigarette and the water what you thought was water lights on fire yeah. and they just all start and it's like the longer it's like a minute 20 it felt like it just went yeah. I'm like, this is scary I don't want to play th- I want to play this game I don't think I'll be able to play it at night like no. <laughs> just so real and just like I said the realism of everything but like him uh, there's uh, Leah Sado, the French actress and uh, 
Guillermo del Toro, um, yeah. the great, wondrous, monstrous director. <laughs> uh, he's in it, says, in a, in a cameo-type role. Yeah. And he's a great world builder in film. And so I actually love the the fact that he's just like, yeah, I'm a fan of gaming. And, you know, he obviously <laughs> knows the, this, this developer and is like, yeah, I'll, you know, lend his face and his likeness and everything to be in this in this game but yeah like I'm on board for this I mean if I buy it obviously on November 8th I probably won't play it until 2025 but uh... oh, why do you hurt me so <laughs> yeah okay well you know bring it into the office one day Maybe and we'll, we'll pencil out a couple of hours and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch you play we'll live stream it yeah uh, brilliant alright that's uh, episode 4 of Trailer Trash we'll be back again with a, another episode and uh, as we said we're very close to seeing Spider-Man Far From Home so uh, we will have a review coming up on uh, of the movie non-spoiler as we've done in the past but let's face it if you've seen Endgame you want to be rushing out to see Spider-Man so we'll have a full spoiler sweaty discussion when we can talk about hopefully as the reviews are starting to suggest this changes the MCU ongoing so uh, look out for that on all the Get Into Geek channels you can uh, check us out on all the socials as well and uh, talk to us that way Emma thanks very much we'll talk to you again thank you next episode always Get Into Geek